today on Locked on Rockies. Well, that ending was ugly, but overall, the Colorado Rockies win a series. But man, the ninth inning, lots to talk about there, lots to recap. And boy, howdy, the Rockies might have one of the best catchers in the bigs. You are Locked on Rockies, your daily Colorado Rockies podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome, Rockies fans. Welcome into the Locked On Rockies podcast for today, the 25th day of May in the year 2023. I am your host of the Locked On Rockies podcast, Paul Holden, bringing you your daily Colorado Rockies talk right here on the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. And if your team is the Colorado Rockies, you are in the right spot because that's what we do around here is talk about the Colorado Rockies each and every single day. I appreciate you, our everyday listeners, our everydayers out there, those tuning in, make this whole thing possible. And I hope you like the new look of the show. If you're checking us out on YouTube, we got a whole new look. We're going to have a whole new little, a couple of little bells and whistles and things around here. Things maybe uh, make making a little more, you know, clean, I guess. I don't know. You know me. You guys know me. I'm a little bit of a, uh, you know, kind of a wackadoodle podcaster guy. I don't know. <laughs> Maybe I, I'm just blowing smoke here. But again, uh, just thank you so much for tuning in. And uh, hey, did you know we're on Sirius XM? You can find us on the Sirius XM app, Locked on Rockies. You can also find all the play-by-play action of your Colorado Rockies on Sirius XM, especially coming up as the Rockies could continue to face big-time pitching. You can catch all the action of Rockies and Mets coming up here on SiriusXM and on the SiriusXM app. Today on the Lockdown Rockies podcast, let's talk about Elias Diaz being an all-star. Let's talk about that ninth inning. I mean, how much happened there, the Rockies series overall. And one thing that's really a telltale sign for the Rockies and, and against the Marlins, at least in this series, something that uh, the, the, the Rockies were able to accomplish that few have accomplished against the Marlins in this series. Of course, uh, I think the conversation about pitching depth is, is uh, a worthwhile one, especially as that ninth inning concluded here in that finale uh, against the Marlins. Overall, the Rockies take three of four from the Miami Marlins, uh, a, a team that's playing uh, that came into the series above 500. Rockies uh, knock them a game below uh, 500 to 25 and 26. The Rockies go to 22 and 29 on the season. The Rockies uh, really playing uh, pretty decent ball, uh, and with some exceptions, especially in uh, game number three. That one was just a wash, and uh, the Rockies did go up against a good pitcher there. Sandy Alcantara is uh, one of the best in the business even with his struggles this season and his struggles at Coors Field in his history you still can't sit there and count out a guy that's the former Cy Young and what did he do he went out there and pitched really well against the Rockies one interesting thing to kind of take away here too and and when you're looking for kind of small warning signs from the Rockies even though this was a series win and uh, multiple times the Rockies uh, coming back in games as well or uh, fending off late rallies kind of doing it both ways uh, in this series uh, they got out hit in just about every single one of these games I think the exception was just in the series finale there out hit 14 to four in uh the loss there in game three then uh out hit 11 to seven in game number two and uh then here in game number one out hit 11 to seven there as well that's a miami team that's not a great offense 
that's a team that hasn't been uh, swinging the bat very well, or as uh, you might have caught in our crossover there with, with Peter Pratt. They didn't. They need some more sticks in that lineup. And this was a this was a lineup that was able to handle Rockies pitching and at least uh, do some damage. And I think uh, you know, hopefully they they're they're hoping that they can continue uh, this offense here that they got at Coors Field. Uh, this this was a Rockies team that wasn't able to really dominate a bad offense. And that's not really a good sign uh, when you're worried about looking ahead. And, and I know I'm being critical here of, of, of a win, but but we'll, we'll, let's get the bad out of the way first. Some of the bad, because the real bad news is yet to come, uh, obviously with Brenton Doyle leaving the game early uh, in this one. Uh, it's a different story. Anyway, Wanted to focus more on 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 the other the other points we were making here the the offense and those teams. I mean, you got the Mets coming into town with their two Hall of Famers on the bump and an offense that's also looking to do the same. You know, really looking to break out, really looking to do some damage, and looks to be revamped. It's the the Rockies are seeing a Mets team that is certainly not the Mets team uh, that they saw before. The, the Mets though still struggling uh, in this series, their prior series uh, against the Cubs losing in both of the first two games and as of recording they haven't played the uh the finale yet but it is a late ball game uh there for for them a rare night game in chicago wonder if that'll have any impacts there but the mets uh did go up against one of the best the best team in baseball uh to this point in season the rays and take a series from them uh by in one of those games they did score eight runs uh the mets also put up a 10 spot against the guardians uh haven't done much offensively against the cubs but again this is a team that is in a different spot and having the two two of the greatest pitchers of all time go up against the Rockies. Now, we've seen uh, we've seen great pitchers struggle at Coors Field and that's a, that's a, that'll be an interesting factor, but what we did see here though is the Rockies win a series against a good Marlins rotation. A good at three out of, you can't really look at most of those Marlins starters and say they are they're bad starters especially uh at the front half of of that series. The the, the Rockies went up against elite pitching there. They uh, Edward Cabrera goes uh five, six innings striking out six but still tagged for three runs and then the Rockies were really able to take advantage of the bullpen a few times in this series. We saw it on full display there uh, in the bottom of the ninth in the finale as well as uh, the, the Marlins bullpen was was shaky coming there uh, in the, the the second game Yuri Perez the young guy that's the big question that they were going to have is he how is he going to handle course field and shaky in that start four hits three earned run three walks so the big name pitchers a big name rotation a bunch of good starters came into course field and outside of Sandy struggled but that's when you're looking, though, when you when you kind of are someone when you're evaluating, can a, does a pitcher still have it? Sandy's going to be fine. Even getting tagged for two runs in the three walks, I still think that he is going. To, he still has potential. I mean, the, I just don't think you're going to be. It's really hard to recreate, you know, Cy Young caliber stuff. But that was a solid start, especially for him at Coors Field, a place that he's really struggled. That could be a big momentum booster uh, for the Marlins. But all in all, I mean, again, Rockies team that took the challenge head on of good pitching and protected the house here. And uh, it, it, that ninth inning, unfortunately, it, it all, all in all, what was going to be just kind of a positive, happy recap, it was marred by a ninth inning where the Rockies potentially lose one of their most exciting players of the season so far, Brenton Doyle, who crashed. I mean, that was a tough, that was a loud crash into the wall. The reaction was visible. 
carted off the field, was able to put a little bit of weight on it, but the implications of losing Brenton Doyle are honestly massive for the Rockies at this point. Uh, you're you're losing your best base running threat. You're losing a great your 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 center field option. Someone a young guy who's really broken out onto the major league scene. Uh, losing Brenton Doyle for extended period of time would be a massive blow to the Rockies in an unfortunate deal re- derailment to a really exciting career for Brenton Doyle. The Rockies are going to have to navigate that, but in a plus. Even though the the big, I think, honestly, the big takeaway is Bard's got to get in ready to close. Pierce Johnson's time as a closer is, that door is rapidly shutting. He's, he's really not been as solid as he was to start the year. So the Rockies are going to have to start asking Daniel Bard to start coming in, in in bigger situations and start coming in or other options, potentially a Justin Lawrence or someone like that to take care of things. Justin Lawrence, I know, was used earlier in this in the series finale uh, there against Miami, but you're going to have to rethink where Pierce Johnson is going to go in the lineup because there have been too many late games and you can't give up two two-run home runs with a four-run lead in the ninth. And uh, that, that was just the cherry on top of what looked to be a disastrous inning. I mean, a little bit of bad luck there with the ball ricocheting off of Ryan McMahon's glove and a single turning into uh, a double and a drop third strike going. I mean, there was definitely some uh, some uh, there to Brent Suter, actually. I think the drop third strike happened too. But, uh, you know, so a little bit of bad luck, but also that's where you need to, when you, what was so nice about Daniel Bard last year is even though if he, more often than not, he came in and just shut the door there. And Pierce Johnson started like that, but hasn't been able to do that so far this season. And uh, that's something I I think the Rockies really need to take a look at here at the end of this series. But um, we got to talk about a player in particular. Let's 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 highlight the positives and let's highlight at least right now, the Rockies candidate for all-star, Elias Diaz. And I can't believe I'm saying that, but there is no doubt about it that he has been the best player on the Colorado Rockies this year. And uh, I'm, I, I, if he get, continues at this rate, is going to make some noise as uh, one of the better catchers in the game. Let's talk about Elias Diaz and a little bit more about this Marlins series coming up next here on segment number two of today's episode of Locked on Rockies. But before we do that, let me tell you about our friends at Bird Dogs. Bird Dogs are honestly my new favorite shorts. They kind of fit a lot of the needs that I need. I'm currently wearing a pair of Bird Dog shorts, but it's kind of hard to stand up or else I'd show you. And I don't know, maybe you don't really want to see my big old beanie thighs anyway. Anyway, these shorts are perfect for a guy like me who loves to wear shorts. I'm a shorts like 300 days out of the year, shorts all the time. They have a great sleek look to them. So not only does it clean up my style a little bit more as someone who often wears basketball shorts and sweatpants shorts, switch to these and I get a nice amount of comfort and a great look for a guy like me. I think they fit a guy like me who, uh, you know, sometimes needs a little bit of that elasticity when it comes to around the waist. I kind of got a weird shaped body and bird, but bird dogs fit me perfectly and I bet they will fit you as well. Great comfort and more. You can see all of the great options for yourself at birddogs.com slash locked on MLB. And when you make your purchase of your next favorite pair of shorts at birddogs.com slash locked on MLB, Enter the promo code locked on MLB and they're going to throw in a free custom 
Bird Dogs Yeti style tumbler right here. You can see I actually have been using it. It's got my water. I, I drink it during the show. There you go. Uh, so check it all out at birddogs.com slash locked on MLB. This is the Locked On Rockies podcast. Paul Holden bringing you your daily Colorado Rockies talk right here on the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Proud to be your first listen of the day. Free and streaming on your favorite streaming service. Folks, we're also on the SiriusXM app, and you can catch all the game action between the Rockies and the Mets coming up tomorrow at 6.40 Mountain Time on SiriusXM or the SiriusXM app. Just search Rockies, and you can select the feed of your choice. Maybe you want to check out the uh, the Mets feed there sometimes, or just listen to the Rockies. You can check them out there, and you can check us out there as well, Locked on Rockies. But we're free on the, your favorite streaming service and the Locked on Rockies YouTube channel. Going to get back to the live streams as soon as we can. Made a couple of tweaks here behind the scenes after uh, I also uh, was, uh, you know, had a couple of great crossover episodes as well that filled in uh, for, for the other time. So we'll get back to our live podcasts here real, real soon. But let's talk about Elias freaking Diaz. Elias Diaz so far this season has 50 hits, 26 RBI, six home runs. He's batting uh, 340, 396 OPS or OBP, and an OPS of 927 in this series against Miami. Or at least I believe. Uh, let, actually, let's just go in the last seven games. Let's go last full seven games here for Elias Diaz. Three home runs, 11 hits, and 28 at bats, six runs, eight RBI, three walks to four strikeouts, 393 average an obp of 452 and a slugging of 821 all while also being the absolute threat behind the dish for to throw things away don't always love the glove work but that's a you know, that's just me being nitpicky there amazing the turnaround of elias diaz and if it continues throughout the season it's a really great option and I think a veteran the Rockies should consider sticking with. I mean, now here's the deal: uh, there are there are teams. Elias Diaz might be becoming the mo- might be becoming your most interesting trade piece, sure. But with Drew Romo not necessarily being like right away, is it really all that bad to continue Elias Diaz, who has a great repertoire with a lot of your Rockies pitchers at this point, with catching for the Rockies for a couple of years? On, a sh- on short-term deals. Nothing long, nothing crazy. I'm talking one-year extensions, maybe a two-year with a team option, something like that, because this is really great catcher play. That's very hard to get, and especially offensive production. It's very rare in baseball, and especially rare in Rockies history, that the catcher is doing a lot of the uh, the heavy lifting when it comes to your offense. And uh, now I, I I'm hesitant, and and I sit here and I get worried about the the grand uh, full season and how and just the regression that's possible for a season. But the sample size for Diaz is pretty good and pretty large, at least at this point. He's played 44 games, so. What is that? Four, eight, twelve. So he's a quarter of the way through the season, or technically, I guess it's a third of the way, but he's played a quarter of the games so far of 162 total. And that's a good first quarter, but I need to see it continue a little bit further until I'm fully, fully convinced that it's going to happen because we, we know how uh, we, we've seen some, some cold streaks from Elias Diaz. But whatever adjustments he's made, I think overall, and we've talked about it on the show before, 
the adjustments not only as a ball player but off the field and everything Elias Diaz it just seems to be a different type of player this year and I know there's more extended coverage I I, I haven't had a chance to catch up on reading some stuff and I believe some people I I, I can't I think there was a feature done on Diaz um on one of the outlets I, I can't remember I, but I've been you're seeing his name more you're hearing it on the broadcast this is great because when you look at the other areas and when you look at the other things of concern, because one I, I and well, I, one topic that we need to dive deeper in is the Rockies can't continue to have Chris Bryant just hitting singles. I mean, we've talked about him being okay, but I believe uh, I believe it was Manny Randall that posted. I, I might have attributed the stat wrong, but uh, uh, someone posted that uh, you know he's a below average hitter now by wrc plus standards and advanced you know advanced stat measures and that's concerning i mean it's really tough that you're not confident that chris bryant comes up to the dish and could walk it off with a home run swing in that series finale i mean you you, you think it is there but then the broadcast reminds you that chris bryant hasn't homered since the beginning of may and you're just like sheesh like that's tough that's tough i mean i know and a great at bat by chris bryant professional at bat gets on base but again at least i know that my that was my side path i want to dive more into chris bryant i want to let's 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 just circle back to elias diaz but that's where these two connect chris bryant's struggles when it comes to being the big slugger and having elias diaz pick it up especially when cj crone has been absent from the lineup and absent in terms of production and sometimes i know crone has put the ball over the wall and and, and put the thump in the, in the ball a couple of times already this year sure but that's what makes elias diaz so important he is impacting almost every asset of the game for the colorado rockies and that's why if this pace continues at least for the first half of the season it is in no doubt the candidate for the colorado rockies to be an all-star He's playing all-star caliber. Uh, he's hitting like an all-star. He's throwing guys out like an all-star. And and he is, is someone that's putting in the work and kind of putting in the 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 the, the role of all-star. Someone that I think would really be a, a good candidate early on in the season for the Rockies to name as their all-star. It's a, the, the only thing that you just like are, are right now that that has that keeps me hesitant about Elias Diaz and and what the whole what it looks like at the end of the year is just a full season of baseball but we're almost two months into this thing now and then we're seeing this guy continue to step up in big situations and continue to be effective and again we talked about good pitching coming into this uh coming into this uh this series uh here against the marlins and what does he do he hits three home runs in the series and has a he strikes out and, and he strikes out four times but walking three times a great strikeout to walk ratio drives in eight R and has driven in eight over the last seven uh, there. I know that's more than the Marlins. I'm sorry. I got my stats a little mixed up there, but the point is the sample size is big enough to, to, to believe that Diaz is for real right now. Things can change. It's it, it maybe, you know, but the good solid stretch the the change in approach the change in footwork the change in mindset the change the changes that Elias Diaz made in the offseason went from making him someone who I thought was going to fade away this year fade out of out of Rockies relevance instead is standing at the forefront of the all-star conversation when it comes to the Colorado Rockies and that's really awesome Catching is a very difficult position, arguably one of the most difficult 
in baseball, depending on the, the, the way you look at it. And like we said, like we've talked about, like you've heard a million times, getting production from there is a rare thing. To get it on both sides of the ball from Elias Diaz is a special thing. It's a night. It's a it's a really really big surprise and continues to be one of the best storylines for the Rockies here. Uh, let's wrap up this Rockies series by taking a look at the starting pitching. Let's also see if there's been any early reports on Brenton Doyle. I highly doubt it. We. Uh, uh, are recording this pretty quickly after the end of uh, the series here, um, but we will see. Uh, but uh, Rockies get a three to one win. Walk off tacos for the Rockies after blowing a late lead. A big sigh of relief for the Colorado Rockies in uh, in that one because man, if you lose Brenton Doyle and that game at the same time. Man, it is uh, whew, would be uh, a, a tough one. But we uh, got some reaction from uh, from Bud Black and more here uh, from some of the people covering the Rockies inside the clubhouse. We'll take a look at that and uh, finish talking about this series in segment number three of today's episode of the Locked On Rockies podcast. After I tell you about our friends at Rocket Money, and I know you got a bunch of subscriptions. I know you got all the subscription services. You got your streaming services. You got your shopping services. You got this. You got that. You got the other thing. Guess what? Rocket Money is going to help you get it all straightened out and help you cancel those ones that you don't need anymore and help save you some money. Over 3 million people have used Rocket Money, and they save the average person up to $720 a year. Stop throwing your money away. Cancel your unwanted subscriptions and manage your expenses the easy way by going to rocketmoney.com slash locked on MLB. Rocket Money is a personal finance app that finds and cancels your unwanted subscriptions, monitors your spending, and helps you lower your bills all in one place. That's rocketmoney.com slash locked on MLB so you can start saving yourself a little bit of dough and cancel those unwanted subscriptions today. Rocketmoney.com slash locked on MLB. This is the Locked On Rockies podcast. I'm Paul Holden. Thank you so much for making us your first listen of the day. Thank you for being an everyday listener and tuning in to your daily Colorado Rockies talk right here on the Locked On Podcast Network, where you can find your team every day. And if your team is the Colorado Rockies, well, hang out with us on the Locked On Rockies YouTube channel. Find all the action there. Be part of the show when we go live. How do you know when we go live? Subscribe to Locked On Rockies. That's how you do it. Hey, you can find us on SiriusXM, you can find us on the SiriusXM app, and you can find all the action of the Colorado Rockies on the SiriusXM app and SiriusXM as well. 641st pitch and going up against some of the best in the business this weekend, the New York Mets. But Rockies pitching this homestand so far, this series, shaky, especially today, in areas. Uh, Kyle Freeland, honestly, though, not too bad. Five innings, seven hits, two earned, two walks, four strikeouts. Hold on. Quick water break. Okay, back in action here. Back uh, from the uh, the unfortunate timing of that water break. (laughs) Anyway, we are... 
talking about the, uh, the the pitchers here, going through Rockies pitchers. Kyle Freeland, solid start, seven hits, two earned, two walks, four strikeouts here. Daniel Bard, uh, two innings, solid there uh, for him as well, limiting the walks. Big uh, big move for him there, getting that the there in that middle relief. I am curious how long, like we talked about earlier, how long the is Daniel Bard going to stay in these positions now? Full time. I don't know. It's the first time we, we've seen him in a, in a bit, though. So uh, we will see. Austin Gomber, uh, five in uh, five and a th- two thirds hitting uh, four hits, three earned, a walk and a strikeout or two strikeouts, I should say. Not the most solid line there, but uh, you know, not too shabby. But again, the the big issue when it comes to uh, right now with the Rockies closer Pierce Johnson. Both appearances in this series, giving up runs late in the ninth, they're making things close. And the one big thing the Rockies did this series that they uh, that the Marlins have been so good at this year is uh, the one-run ball game. The Rockies take two one-run wins away from the Marlins and uh, escape only with a two-run win in game number one. So all of the wins for the Rockies were close, something the Marlins were really good at this year. Uh, so a testament to them and a testament to their strength and a testament to the Rockies pitch for at least keeping them in, in enough games there, even with uh, some some starts that weren't necessarily the best or the most flashy. Chase Anderson, not too shabby as well. Uh, just a lot of hits and a lot of traffic, the, the big issue in that first game. It just seemed like he had a lot of issues and, and a lot of batters on. Well, that's because he gave up eight hits and two walks there. So the, this Rockies rotation, again, not instilling a ton of confidence in you there, but able to get the job done but it's a we as we mentioned and and talked about in segment number two or or segment number one we're earlier in the show (laughs) this is a rocky this was a marlins team that hasn't been a great offense but came into Coors Field and was able to find some offensive success so that starting pitching depth and pitching depth overall continues to be worrisome but the Rockies apparently believe Denilson Lamette might be a starter candidate when he gets back uh into uh the major leagues after rehabbing there which would be interesting especially with the way this season has gone for him so far all right folks uh looking ahead the Rockies got a really really tough stretch here a good Mets team coming into town uh headlined by the Scherzer Verlander starting uh matchups the Rockies are going to see both of them in this series uh and uh as for Brenton Doyle uh Kyle Newman here says Bud Black said he believes a Rockies rookie Brenton Doyle is going to be okay he suffered a knee contusion on a collision into the outfield wall and will hopefully avoid the injured list I'm trying to see if there's uh anything else here uh, but that is uh, that's apparently from the clubhouse here. Uh, fingers crossed for that because if the Rockies avoid an IL stretch for him, that's going to be huge. But uh, the Rockies have also uh, <laughs> missed out on some uh, some issues uh, on diagnosing their their pitch or <laughs> some of their players here uh, after their injuries are suffered. So we're hoping all the best. For Doyle, that is uh, his return is going to be big for the Rockies and uh, a big moment there in the for this this season as uh, the Rockies continue to try to fight back towards 500. Folks, that's going to do it for today's episode of Locked On Rockies. Thank you so much for tuning in. You can find us free and streaming on your favorite streaming service and on the Locked On Rockies YouTube channel. And all you got to do to find that is just search Locked On Rockies. And you can find your second listen, which is Locked On MLB, on all your favorite streaming services as well. You can find us everywhere. Come hang out. Come talk Rockies with us. And until next time, this is Paul Holden saying so long from the Locked On Rockies podcast.